0: Hello and welcome. This is the Bits vs. Byte podcast. I'm your host, Arma Grigic, and today with me is uh, Ruben Nieuwenhuis. Uh, he is the director for uh, Techgrounds. Welcome, Ruben. Welcome. Thanks uh, for having me. No problem at all. Uh, what I would like to start off with is uh, a little bit about your background also uh, how Techgrounds got started.
1: So my uh, background is in entrepreneurship, tech entrepreneurship, and the last five years in uh, ecosystem building, tech ecosystem building and um, there we saw that there is a need of you know, tens of thousands of people in IT jobs, and that is what I'm currently working on, activate people uh, um, towards tech and IT jobs.
0: Okay, uh, and is that, uh, because how did, how did Tech Grounds get started? How did it get started?
1: So we saw actually uh, on uh, our um, news broadcast a item, uh, about Molen Geek, and um, that is a tech hub uh, in a deprived area in Brussels, okay. uh, the, the, that area is named Molen Bake, and we saw that item as we were searching for all kinds of uh, solutions to activate underrepresented groups into uh, tech and IT jobs and education. And uh, then we reached out to Ibrahim and Julie, the two founders, to learn more about uh, their program. And that led to a uh, visit two weeks later. And then we said, "Hey, let's bring this concept, this way of thinking, towards uh, the Amsterdam metropolitan region."
0: Mm-hmm. And uh, if you needed to describe uh, to someone what Techgrounds does, uh, how, how would you do that? So, how, how what what does what does Techgrounds do?
1: So what we do is you can start on you know on two sides
0: you know of the let's say spectrum,
1: but sure. let's start at the, the the side of the employers. So there is a huge market with all kinds of companies and organizations, such as hospitals, such as governments, such as tech companies, such as startups, they look for talented IT personnel. Uh, they look for programmers, they look for data analysts, they look for Uh, tech support uh, experts and so on and so forth so that is the market Mm -hmm. and then on the other side you have these people uh, in deprived areas uh, that are underrepresented in tech jobs and you know there's simply some sort of a gap or a mismatch yeah so tech rounds is bringing those two worlds together so tech rounds are hubs in the middle of deprived areas um in vulnerable uh, environments areas and we we um, educate people, you know, people that are unemployed or underemployed, mm-hmm. and we educate them in being a full-stack developer or being a cloud operator, and then we connect them with employers that look for these people. Okay. So we, you know, we bridge two worlds
0: yeah and uh, why, why do you think that there there is a gap because I, I I can imagine that uh I can imagine a few things, but why do you think there is a gap between those kind of communities and uh these kind of tech jobs why do you think that, that there is a gap in that sense
1: yeah yeah well that, there you know there's uh a lot to say about it because the gap you know has different reasons um and and circumstances so the first thing is you want to become what you see you know, in your neighborhood, and uh, these jobs you know, in IT are not yet in these neighborhoods jobs that people uh, you know, have or that they are being employed in. Mm-hmm. So and when you don't meet people that do have a you know, cool job as a programmer, then you don't want to become one. Yeah. So that is one of the things. You know, the network effect is yet not in
0: place. Yeah, so there, the there are second, no role models, right? That, that's exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly, exactly. No,
1: no role models. Um, so then the, the second reason is that um, you know, in, in these areas, uh, people see other jobs as better and higher, like uh, becoming a doctor, becoming a lawyer, becoming you know, all kinds of jobs, but IT is yet not you know, uh, seen as a high-value job. Mm. So we have to explain them, you know, that this is actually the case. Yeah. Uh, thirdly, a lot of people that uh, then start uh, studying in these jobs uh, at university or at HBO they drop out because many reasons. Because, for instance, they have an outdated laptop, and then they are thrown out of you know working groups. They really cannot relate enough to their colleague students. So all kinds of you know, more average problems from people from these areas, you know, to really uh, not become a dropout. But this is happening you know, as well uh, with students from these areas that are going to study IT and, and tech. Uh, so this this is um, a third uh, reason. And, uh, you know, we, we did some sort of an uh, exploration about, you know, um, what is more the case. And one of the things... You know, in tech, what is a, um, up, you know, upcoming trend is that um, tech companies uh, or within tech profiles, employers don't really care or not always care about the diploma. Mm. And therefore, you have all kinds of uh, alternative educators, such as Udemy, uh, Udemy such as CODAM, um, such as, you know, all kinds of Kodasur and so on and so forth. But People from these areas, the parents at least, they want their kids to have a decent diploma. So they not, uh, you know, they don't take those uh, educational opportunities seriously, and then, so this is one of the other reasons. So mm. many reasons why you know these people are still underrepresented
0: yeah, it's 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 strange to me in the sense where um I didn't even think about that last point because that last point is interesting to me because when I look at, for example, if I'm hiring, if I'm hiring a developer or whatever. I usually don't even look at their formal education because uh, of course it does say something about someone but on the other hand uh, I know that when you uh, when you are looking for an engineer uh, I I don't have I, I myself don't have like a really high formal education I I I just learned on the job as you can as you can call it mm-hmm. uh, yeah. and I think that uh, that's m- in most cases that's more important to me to see that someone has the hunger to learn but also to to uh, to change themselves And I think that that's one of the things that uh, you try to do with this program as well, right?
1: Exactly. And then, you know, uh, people are uh, always a part of a social context. So Mm -hmm. when your parents or when your, let's say, nephews or others say differently, you know, it's really difficult to really, you know, uh, have the support, you know, the the context of family support to. Go or to choose for a uh, study, and we try here. This is why we are setting up these um, tech hubs, you know, in the middle of the private areas to explain mm. you know, how that works and to explain that the portfolio, like they have in GitHub, where they have all the stuff they built and developed, that is their diploma. You know, yeah. it's a different, let's say, uh, mindset. And um, yeah, one, you know, one more thing to. Um, uh, to 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 mention here, it has also to do with self-confidence. Like you know, uh, it, 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 you you uh, people here think that you know you should speak really like 100% English. That you have to have some sort of a degree in mathematics, and so on and so forth. So they don't see themselves, you know, on a level that they can really step in these kinds of jobs, or that they are. Um, Able to to pass exams or to 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 step in these kinds of jobs. Yeah. So the lack of self confidence is one of the problems to deal with. Um, and yeah, that, that that is the work that we do.
0: Yeah, and it's it's also a lack of knowledge, right? I mean, as you said, uh, if you if you look at, for example, mathematics, I, I don't have a degree in mathematics, right? But I'm doing the the job, and that's mostly because it, it's yeah. it, I'm not uh, I'm not working well. I think there's a, a, an exception here is maybe in the kind of data scientist role where right? where you need yep. the, the the kind of uh, mathematical uh, kind of sense to know the formulas and algorithms and stuff like that. Uh, But if you look at if you look at pure programming, or if you look at, uh, for example, DevOps, which is just uh, managing servers and uh, build pipelines and everything like that, you don't really need that, right? There, there, you need to have a logic sense of thinking. Uh, You need to have that, but you don't need to have the the whole mathematical background in that sense. Uh, Yeah. Uh, No, and
1: and, you know, when it comes to data, you know, scientists or data analysts, this is one thing, you know, when you work in predictive analysis and stuff, by the way, this is more and more also tool driven. Mm -hmm. So even there, it might be less needed in the nearby future, but you have data cleaning, for instance. Mm. So there's a lot of work where you actually need a bit less of mathematics. So even there, we have to find out together, like what are stepping stones? Uh, roles in IT to grow into such a role and yeah. to grow into a career. And this is, um, you know, valid for tech support, you know, growing from being an operator in cloud to the solution architect to system, you know, um, uh, sys ops or going more to developer. So you have all kinds of career paths. And I think we should figure out, uh, you know, both employers, but also all people involved is what are career paths and how can we then connect people with all kinds of backgrounds with all kinds of characters with all kinds of already skills or not yet skills uh, to, to connect them with um, the opportunities in the market and yeah. then some will grow into you know an engineer software engineer tom tom in the autonomous driving uh, team and another one will end up being tech support in a hospital and being a you know cloud operator the entire career which is really a cool nice job you know well paid and um, with all kinds of opportunities so one of the challenges
0: and and the market is huge so there you will always have a job in (laughs) in it if you can call it like that but yeah uh, well to give you a number yeah
1: to give you because this is the key this is the key of tech rounds we are operating in a huge market like you know, we connect the market. I'll give you a number. Is in LA, they have 80,000 people working in cloud-related jobs. Hmm. This is Los Angeles, but obviously this will grow in, in the metropolitan region in Amsterdam, but also in other cities. Same goes for um, Salesforce, for instance. You know, all kinds of ro- roles. And, you know, this is about tens of thousands of people that are needed. So what we do, we you know, step in these markets where the demand is really high. From an employer's uh, standpoint and then you know we go into the local communities to activate the talent yeah. that is you know the, the let's say the business model or the business uh, thinking behind it
0: yeah so what because i can imagine that these programs are pretty pretty popular now uh, or at least they're sure, getting getting, yeah. getting popular so how do how do uh, how do these kind of uh, students enroll so how do they enroll and also how do you pick uh, which ones uh, are eligible to go, get into the program
1: Yeah, so uh, obviously the first cohort was a bit difficult. Then we started with an AWS cloud operator class, 25 students, and we started um, um, with a full-stack dev class, now 16 people. Um, And in the first period, that was um, a bit of hard. We reached out via uh, advertising on on radio. We went uh, talking with youth workers you know to really activate the, the clients they uh, they have
2: mm-hmm.
1: we uh, were uh, building on top of a network of studies which is a community of people to activate or to do some uh, job coaching uh, sorry some, some, some um, life, life coaching life skills coaching sure. so um, this was the, the early period but obviously now Tech Grounds is a bit known and we have the first people that were unemployed three months ago and now are actually working within companies, such as Hema, PostNL, Rabobank, and others. So the success stories are uh, getting uh, to spread around the community. And we have now, for, for instance, the full stack uh, class. We have already over 100 applicants for the next cohort, but we only Easy. can accept 25. And that brings me to the second part of the, the, the question. How do you select? Yeah. So, um, and there are two sides uh, about you know this answer. First of all, it's um, we have a selection process where you know first you come in, you get explanations, and then some people sign up, some not. Then uh, these people are being invited for one coding day. They are an entirely day here, and we see hey, how did, do do they like it? How do they uh, collaborate with, with one another? How can you know relate? Are they curious? Are they asking questions and some support? Then. Um some people say hey this is nothing that is connected with my skills or how i see the future and some are and then we are inviting people for a coding week they have to attend from nine in the morning till five for one week do all kinds of assignments like coding but also escape room games and so on and so forth to really see you know what people do we have here and at the end of that week uh, we know like, hey, and also the people know this is something that I'm really eager and committed and motivated to, to uh, step into into the program. And then obviously, we think we will have an abundance of people. And then we will select, not based on you know, education because it's open for everyone. It's free for everyone. Uh, but we will um, bring diversity to the group. So it's 50-50 when it comes to gender diversity. 50% women, 50% men. Cool. Then we will uh, select um, characters and qualities that will empower you know, each other. And I want to have a widespread of personalities but also educational levels um, that were uh, seen in the past. So some from university that are unemployed for whatever reason, some dropouts of HBO, uh, college and university, but also from um, vocational orga- uh, uh, education and even people that were um, in those days when they were younger in, in lower education. So we want to find some sort of a balance uh, because we think that works. Now have really diversity. Then one, one more mention here is that 75% of this group, of this cohort, is unemployed mm. and 25% is uh, underemployed. You know, is working as an Uber driver or is working at McDonald's but has much more talent. Yeah. So that, that is a bit the approach that we take to mm-hmm. fill a cohort. Very
0: very interesting because I, I think that um, I, I also feel like there is a lot of potential out there but it's just not being used. Uh, exactly. And yeah. you you see that uh, that tech companies uh, have a have a bit of a bias t- towards like uh, really high educated people, which I I understand on one hand. On the other end, uh, I I feel like that's not the whole the whole story, right? It's not the whole story if someone has a diploma or not, or has exactly. finished exactly. the education or anything. Because yeah. I, if I look at I. I've pull it back to myself a lot because I, I feel like th- this is an interesting topic to me whatever the case is but uh, I, I wasn't built for school I wasn't built for mm-hmm. going into school and sitting yeah. there and listening yeah. to someone talk for the whole day and I just wanted yeah. to learn and I wanted to do the things that I wanted to do so uh, yeah. how, how do those how do what do those classes look like because who, who's giving the classes for example and and how 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 does it look like
1: yeah, so uh, first of all, uh, I just want to comment, it's not only tech companies, mm-hmm. uh, it's like they will end up working in all kinds of you know, companies, organizations,
2: sure. yeah.
1: public organizations, but it is a special challenge to have them working uh, at scale-ups, startups, and in tech teams. That is even a higher, let's say, uh, difficulty, so we have to figure out how we can make that work. But that said, um, going to the more the, uh, educational philosophy. Because this is, you know, how can we make it work? So we have a few rules of engagement. The first one is that we um, really are uh, pushing to learn how to learn and learning to learn. Mm-hmm. I give you an example: the first hour of the AWS class, they see a slide, a slide of IT infrastructure, which has five components, and then they have to make groups of three and you know create a mood board in a period of two and a half hour about that. Specific uh, part of the IT infrastructure, and then present it to the group in English. This takes four hours. So this is all about figuring out what is a mood board. Uh, then the topic they have to explore. Then have you know it? It is in in the in a group. You know how do you uh, divide tasks? Then they have to present, and so on and so forth. They have to speak English you now. So then they build confidence. So it's learning to learn, and we really are pushing them. You know in that. Uh, let's say, skill. Second is what we call the uh, learning together. And, um, you know, it's the peer learning, but it's peer learning with coaches. So we don't have any teachers. We have coaches, uh, most often two, uh, sometimes three, and they are facilitating the peer-to-peer learning. And I know there are some uh, educational systems that have, uh, you know, uh, peer-to-peer learning only but you know that is not working with our you know the people that we work with mm. so we see that they grow into peer-to-peer learning eventually after a few months like 100 percent but in the beginning it's like 100 it, we have coaches uh, mm. facilitating the process yeah then we have um, a few other things is that um, we really have projects that they are working on so, that they uh, not only learn stuff, but they are uh, working on real stuff. Like uh, the, the full stack dev class is now building a website uh, from the ground up for a real customer. And that includes not only the JavaScript and you know, the Angular and all technology suit, it's also the Scrum approach. It's working in Slack. It's like you have to present, you have to uh, deal with the product owner. So, it's all kinds of real stuff, real projects. And that is included in the curriculum. Mm. Then we have uh, what we call a social contract, because, you know, discipline is one of the things, but also how do you relate to one another? So they have to be here at nine, you know, early morning. They have to stay here till five. So um, what, you know, we see as these people are always 18 plus. Is that uh, discipline is really important. We are not allowing them to talk about religion and politics, etc. It's about technology, about the projects and all, all that stuff. It's also about a community. So they have to give back four hours a month in cleaning or in giving presentations or in doing something within you know uh, everything that is involved in the tech grants organization. So that is one of the things. You know being part of a community, being an ambassador, giving back but also an important aspect of the philosophy is that we bring outside insight. So i give you one example is that um, we um, invited them to a network event, a startup network event. And one week before they went to that network event, we were educating them via podcast of Tim Ferriss, how to build a a world-class network. Great podcast. <laughs> Great yes, yes, It's the best. And they have yeah. to, you know, to to listen to it. Then we do the role-playing, the role like, hey, this is a table during the lunch. Three people are standing there. You don't know the people. You are, you're walking to the table, and you introduce yourself, and you uh, get connected to these people. And then we do the role-playing. And then a week later, they are actually going to such an event. And then a week later, we discuss, hey, how did it go? you know what questions were asked how you know what information did you gather did you get a business card did you ask if they needed people with your profile and so on and so forth so we uh, will bring them outside their community and areas into the tech world and into what is happening outside but also we invite for instance Tom Tom was presenting here about you know technical interviews we invited them to interaction with which is a data center so we bring we connect these worlds both bringing them here and uh, have, you know, providing with all kinds of presentations and expert sessions and workshops. We have Tata Consulting Service um, uh, doing a workshop on Scrum, but also we go outside. So this is one of the aspects. So we have nine rules of engagement when it comes to the educational system, and that uh, is yeah, um, a big impact to really activate all the talent and at the end of the day, activate the soft skills the practical skills and the tech skills because it's always that combination
0: yeah yeah, and uh, i think the the easiest one in the end uh, what you'll see is uh, that in the end the uh, the hard skills so the technical skills are usually yeah. the ones that are are not the hardest ones to learn right uh, it's exactly it's, it's usually yeah. the soft skills and as you said you mentioned the coaches and i think that's a good uh, good point to riff on a little bit about but uh, because i i feel like um that's that's something where you, when you look at a, a particular normal classroom right if you look at the the way it's set up it's teacher and then the 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 students right yeah. uh, and uh, the what, what you see is i think in these communities is that people are uh, as you said the confidence is low in in some cases uh, and mm-hmm. they need a, they really need someone with one-on-one time for them right where they can yeah. can uh, learn how they are uh, learn what kind of people they are but also uh, support them and also push them to to get to new heights because that's the the, the real thing that's that's needed you need to need to develop yourself in a, in a soft skill way, which is dif- it's more difficult than just learning, okay, this is an AWS console and you need to click here and here and here, right? Uh, exactly,
1: it's exactly, it's, 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 you know, and this is the, in the little things. I, I give you two examples. So the first example is that one of the learners was participating and he said, okay, I want to uh, help you in a presentation as a learner to explain how we learn. And this person sent me an email, and there were, uh, you know, there was one sentence, and in mm. that sentence, you actually had three sentences. But he just, you know, did not use any capitals and uh, stop, you know, uh, mm. uh, 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 stop So I, I, said to him, well, fantastic that you want to join me in this presentation. But what happened with, you know, just making three sentences? And he said, well, I'm not that good. And Dutch. I said, well, this is laziness. I expect you to send me a normal email with just. A capital when you start a sentence you know and then you have a uh, a dot and then you know a a a
0: exclamation a, mark uh, whatever yeah
1: explanation mark etc so then he was sending me and so it's you know it has to do with these little things to take them seriously but also um to push them to be professional like you know and they know you know how it works but so that is one of the example another example we had um, within aws they have to do an exam which brings them to a certificate within AWS. That is important in a way also for employers. And we had now 75% were uh, graduating. So that's super cool. Like, you know, one of the uh, persons was unemployed three months ago. Uh, He was looking for a job for eight months. You know, he he really knew he wanted to do something. He was not being hired. And now he is hired and he is making 27 uh, a month. And he is going from a practitioner. Today, he finished the second exam, which is Solution Architect. So, but one of the, there were three learners that did not pass the exam. So I was sitting down with him and I was like, with one of the person, I was having this conversation like, okay, because he was disappointed, obviously. And um, I said, well, it's all about, you know, how you push, you know, uh, uh, and, and just, you know, put in the time. And um, in two weeks from now, you have another chance of so providing him with some confidence and to help him you know, figure out in what way we could uh, support him uh, in order for him to graduate in two weeks from now. So it's the soft skills, but there's also the approach uh, to really make it work for people. You know, that is our commitment to make it work. Yeah if they put a commitment, you know we can you we can give back with all preconditions
0: yeah and I, what I, what i when you said that i was thinking about like i can imagine that uh, for example failure when you uh, when you don't get an exam or when you don't uh, don't get it the first time right or it it can happen and that's the that's the thing uh, and i've noticed that with a lot of people not not only in this kind of communities but uh, where you it's it's okay to fail right it's okay exactly, to, it's, exactly. it's okay yeah. to not get it the first time because uh, exactly. I, I can i can i can't count the the amount of times that people uh, said to me for example that you can't do that why, why why shouldn't i be able to do that right it's just i i know i'm gonna fail a bunch of times uh that's 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 logical but that that's the key here is to just uh, turn that into something positive and try to do it again and then get it the, the next time, right? To show that exactly. you can actually exactly.
1: do it. Uh, no, therefore, we have this failure board here so they can sure. uh, really share the failures. But uh, this is super important. But you can imagine in these, uh, as you are mentioning that, in these environments, that is uh, not allowed you know, that much failure. Yeah. Yeah. It is a cultural thing.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I I can I can totally uh, totally imagine that. But uh, that's that's something that uh, I I feel like uh, uh, a lot in school is also needs to be and I'm talking about traditional schools you need to uh you need to learn people that as well where it's okay to not know something, right? Or it's okay not to uh get it the first time. It it that's okay, right? You need to you just need to push through that. And that's where the real character shines, I think. Um, exactly. Uh, what, exactly. What I wanted to ask about because uh, this program is quite, quite elaborate you get, you have a lot of things going on. Uh the <laughs> yeah. the, the program is uh, the program is free, right?
1: It is. Yeah, it's like uh free for the participants and mm-hmm. it's uh connected um it's like employers pay a placement fee
2: mm-hmm.
1: and also the local government is joining uh, in a scholar f- contribution. Okay. Uh, And that is uh, a big part of the business model Mm. uh, because it's directly related to a job. And then secondly, we will, from each and every cohort, we will hire one or two persons uh, that will, for instance, become a teacher or also uh, will become a part of what we call Tech Grounds Factory, uh, where we will also do IoT projects. We will uh, set up this this, uh, cloud service company. So, um, yeah, from the inside, we will then... You know grow business and with the revenue we can then invest back into more classes and grow uh, as a social enterprise
0: very cool very cool I've, yeah. i, I, I and, love that yeah. i love that idea <laughs> i love it yeah
1: it's cool cool but and and you know this is like um the the there is no tuition so that is free but there's one more thing it's not only tuition it's you need, you need uh, money to you know for your expenses mm-hmm. like uh for food but also for uh, travel expenses and so on so what we are now uh, really working on and we facilitate a lot of our learners already is uh, to have them in a some sort of comfort zone sometimes that's 50 euros sometimes 200, 200 euros um, to make sure that they will um, yeah uh, don't have any stress about about money or about uh, expenses yeah. for instance one one guy is really good at uh, photographs so he's doing the photos of everyone and you know everything so and then we pay a bit mm. and someone we pay for being a host uh, because obviously you know uh, the grounds is open um, uh, from early till late so we uh, try to 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 provide them with all kinds of means but also You know, many of these people don't even have budget to pay for a cup of coffee when they have a network conversation. So we will then contribute and make uh, them feel comfortable when they really want to apply for a job of have this network.
0: Very cool. Yeah. So one of the, yeah. I, I I was wondering. I have uh, two or three more questions. Uh sure. I also saw the that you on your website. I saw that you also have some kind of incubator for startups as well, right? Um, yeah. Yeah. H- yeah. How did, how does that tie into this as well?
1: Yeah. So so we think um, it's better not only to have uh, a academy, but really to be a tech hub. Mm-hmm. And therefore, we said, hey, we want to combine um, in this case here in, in the U.S. two classrooms with two variants and then we have co-working and we have an incubator and we run uh, three or four startup weekends every year and we had the first one happening a few weeks ago and then from out of these startup weekends obviously uh, also people learners from our two cohorts were participating two startups grew and then we have two coming from you know the community so then now we have four startups uh, being active here and what the good the uh, cool thing is they obviously need tech talent so that they can uh, work together with uh, people or even uh, our learners and can start working within those startups. So this is part of the model. Um, the funny, the fun thing is that we had, um, so, so when you ha- are in these neighborhoods, most often you have these ethnic backgrounds, all kinds of colors and all kinds of cultural bra- backgrounds as well. Sure. And then there was this startup with three, uh, you know, really white Dutch guys um, coming, you know, uh, were studying at universities in Groningen and in Delft. And they were sitting here at the table saying, hey, We learned about Tech rounds, about the incubator. We have this startup in AI and we want to, yeah, be a part of this incubator. Mm-hmm. And it's for free, we heard. So, and I was like, Hey, you are really not a target group. But they were coming <laughs> yeah. from this area. And I was like, But I, w- I said it with a smile, obviously, because uh, you are white, privileged, et cetera. Everything we don't want um you know what this is not all uh it's not about uh, that yeah. Designed for. yeah yeah and then we were like but obviously this is the opposite is true you know even in this area you have you know it's mixed it's all kinds of backgrounds etc so let's bring these guys here and then they can connect and vice so versa so because then they can build their own diverse tech team because they don't have any coding skills they need you know some sort of coding skills so they even can meet a uh, another co-founder from, you know, the the two classes. So we we really are some sort of a uh, yeah meeting place as well. And these four startups now are active in uh, Molenbeek. Our um, example uh, or our partner, there are already 80 startups being activated
2: cool. in the
1: last two and a half years. Um, I you know just when it comes to startups, obviously um, you have more small medium enterprises. So. Twenty do really have the ingredients to become a scaler.
0: Mm. So
1: that's super cool.
0: Very, very cool. Very cool. Yeah, uh, I'm. I'm. Uh, I have two, two more questions, um, and one is more related to kind of the future, right? Uh, so yeah. where do you where do you see uh, where do you see this uh, this all going to? Where, where what's kind of the, the end goal that you have in, in mind?
1: Yeah. So the end goal is. Uh, let Let me say it in three. Uh, aspects so um, i am now educating my management team uh, which is at the summit he's from here he was working in media mark before as a team lead saskia was uh, running in the board of student investments and kim singh also from here and my end goal is in four years that there are you know excellent um, uh, leadership that really can run the business so that is that is one goal you know And, and obviously not only these three Three, but you know, we have um, a team uh, that is working out of excellence. That's the first one. Secondly, I want to have uh, uh, tech hubs around the Netherlands. So, um, the ambition is to have 10 locations active within three years, like in Rotterdam, in The Hague, in Limburg, in Almere, and so on and so forth. So, we want to have at least 10 um, locations active, not only you know, the education. Uh, the academies, but also the factory that are really, you know, um, being uh, sustainable in a way when it comes to um, you know, having the business model in place and so on and so forth. So that's the second goal, to have a sound organization spread around the Netherlands who is active to have um, thousands of unemployed people active towards tech jobs. And the last thing, and that is the most difficult part, is it's, Like in the details, it is not that easy to cherry pick on dropouts with some sort of, uh, I don't know, intelligence to cherry pick them, educate them and activate them to a tech job. That is the easy part, you know, because the jobs in the market, we have a program. The more difficult ones is that we have people with all kinds of um, extra problems that might be in the autistic spectrum, that might be with a little bit uh, of less um, IQ. How can we also make it work for them Mm -hmm. and then connect them with entry jobs and then have them growing into a career in whatever way? So I think that is a huge challenge to really figure out the market of these communities and all kinds of groups into the communities with, uh, you know, the IT jobs and how we can, you know, bridge that. That Mm -hmm. would be really the challenge because when we uh, are making this work, then both employers are engaged and really communities and then diversity is all over the place. Then it's like the network effect will do its work. So this is kind of the third, I don't know, OKR, it's not really said, but one of the third aspects of the, the overall mission or, or ambition.
0: Amazing, amazing. Um, so uh, the last question to wrap up. Uh, mm-hmm. So what are, you, what are you most proud of since you, you kind of started uh, with, uh, with TechGround?
1: Yeah, that is uh, almost then an, an impossible.
0: You know, <laughs> no, it, no, but
1: it's like that. Also, is then um, uh, an emotional answer because at the end of the day, it's also always about the individuals. Sure. I I, I was mentioning Guillermo three months ago. He was unemployed, and now he has this fantastic job. And Hema is so happy with this new employee. And You know, this is more diversity within HEMA. Uh, Guillermo is is a role model for the people around him. So the network effect will do its uh, thing. That is, you know, something that is, it makes you proud. Another, so it's all these individual stories. The second story is Rene, 59 years old. uh, Fantastic guy, like a project manager. And ZZP, like, uh, you know, uh, uh, employed by himself. Mm-hmm. And he was lacking uh, assignments. You know, his his hourly rate was getting less and less. And then he said, "Okay, let 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 me educate myself or reskill myself in cloud, and then I will grow into becoming a project manager, but then within cloud. So he will be um, assigned uh, or he will uh, land into a job at Postenel, most probably. This is like uh, next week. We we know for sure. Very cool. And then he will he will earn fifty percent of what he earns." But then he will grow towards uh, his normal salary in two years from now. And then he will have for five more years a super uh, career within personnel. Hmm. Well, if we can um, you know, make these stories grow from two to four to eight you know, and grow them, well, that, will, that, that is at the end of the day what, we are, uh, what we're working on here. So that makes me proud. You know, This is super cool to see that happen. And obviously, these are the people that do it themselves. They are super committed and we are just facilitating them.
0: Yeah, amazing, amazing. Uh, thanks a lot, Ruben. I, I think uh, it's uh, it's it's a great story. I I, I love uh, what you're doing. Um, and uh, just for the people, wh- where can they where can they find you on the internet?
1: Yes, yeah, techrounds.nl, techrounds.nl, and um, we will be open in, uh, So we are open in Osorp. Uh, we will be open in Pulenburg in March, and most probably in South also in, in April so mm-hmm. then we have three locations in in amsterdam and then we will grow into the netherlands so reach out to checkrounds.nl and just you know join as you now an expert or as a coach or someone who wants to just share his experience being a buddy for the people here so there's many ways also in kind to join and to help this uh, being successful for, for our uh, participants
0: interesting and, uh, and uh, again thanks a lot um, and for the listeners you can find the Bits vs Byte podcast on com, and also uh, you can find it on all major podcasting platforms and if you haven't signed up for the newsletter uh, you can sign up through uh, Bits vs Bitsvsbites.com slash newsletter. You will get uh, five interesting things about technology, leadership, and business uh, every two weeks on Friday. And I'd like to thank you for listening. Until next time.